you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. One aspect of our industry that is so special is that we are constantly surrounded by people who get us, people who are on a similar path. Connecting with other positive influences is priceless and remains one of my very favorite parts of what I do. Today, our guest, Michelle Castro, is just that, a positive influence. She is here to share her story of entrepreneurship and what it means to her and her family. She shares how she wants women just like you to grow their businesses authentically. You may want to have a tissue handy. It gets a little emotional as we talk about how our businesses impact our kids both now and in the future. But as Michelle so beautifully put it, our emotions are tied to our passions. And for us, that is our kids and creating the best life for them. If you love what you hear today, definitely check out Michelle's podcast, Growth Against the Grain. You'll be so encouraged and empowered by her pep talks each and every week. A link to her show as well as the other services she offers can be found in the show notes. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for being a guest on Directly Different this week. I'm so excited to chat with you and just share your positivity and energy with listeners today. So I am excited to dive in and chat more and get to know you a little bit better. But first, to start off, tell us a little bit about you and your family. Hey there, Tiffany. Thank you so much for having me on. I love your podcast name directly different. It's so very similar to my own, like our desire to be different, but we'll get into that Mm -hmm. in just Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I am Michelle Castro. I live in Southern California, born and raised here. I'm a California native as native as they come. And I am a wife. We've been married almost 25 years. It's crazy how quickly that goes by. And we have three daughters. They are 19, 16 and 12 and, um, just so much fun. And like we were talking a minute before, like getting ready for summer, so excited for just that freedom that comes with summer. Absolutely. And I'm sure nothing beats a California summer, right? Well, if you can open your oven at about (laughs) 350 degrees in the middle, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. It really is. It is quite amazing. It does get hot, but we also have the beaches, so we can go hang out there. I guess my idea of California is what I see in movies. And so I'm sure that there are some days where it's not so much like a movie set, but (laughs) I'm sure it's beautiful. It is. It is. I'm in Michigan. And I tell people all the time that we suffer through our winters because of Michigan summers. It is picture perfect, but we only have it for three, three, maybe four months out of the year. So, so we enjoy it while we can for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I would definitely be soaking that all up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, tell us, Michelle, how did you get started in social selling? Tell us about your background, about your journey. Tell us everything. 
Okay. Well, I'm excited to, I always love thinking back on this journey Mm -hmm. and just how really the Lord has orchestrated so many little things along the way that in the moment you're like, why, what is going on here? And then, you know, you get past it and you're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. So I really come from an education background. My major in college was uh, liberal studies. So I could be an elementary school teacher. So I taught uh, in, in the classroom for a number of years. And I really did love it. However, my husband traveled a lot and sub plans, well, they just plain old stink. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. And you, you try to like save them for the time when you're like deathly ill, or you really going to go have some fun. And other than that, you're like, I'll suffer through everything. So that really started me on my entrepreneurial journey. I would, I was raised by an entrepreneur and, When he approached me with the idea of getting my real estate license and going to work with him, my dad, I was like, oh, yes, please. And I remember waking up that first morning when all of my friends were going back to the classroom and I, I didn't have to, Mm. I didn't have to like be up at 6am so that I could be in the classroom by seven, by, you know, all of that. I had this flexibility and it, it took me about a half a second to realize like this, this is my calling. (laughs) I like this. I like the whole idea of owning my 24 and that was before we had kids. And so that kind of took me on a little bit of a journey. Um, I became an accidental photographer and not by, by choice or not, not planned. I should say I, but being the entrepreneur in my heart, I saw an opportunity opportunity and I took it. And then you have kids, right? And everything changes and you realize like, yeah, it's great. But I would find like all of my photo shoots would be on a Saturday while my kids were playing whatever sporting event they were in. And I ended up missing things and I hated that. So I came, I came across the network marketing, social selling uh, industry. And I had always seen it, you know, it was always there. I always knew women who were doing it. And then I realized as we were kind of faced with this option of our youngest was starting kindergarten, do I go back into the classroom or do I find something different? Mm-hmm. And I chose what was behind door number two. And that became my entry into network marketing. And fast forward uh, a year ago, I made a massive pivot from a company I had been in for six years to where I'm at now and would not change this journey for anything. Wow. I love that. And I feel, I find that a lot of moms and dads and parents, they do make that decision because it is so attractive to have such a flexible schedule when you have kids. They are all over. I mean, we were just talking about the end of the school year. They, there's so much going on. (laughs) Wait, I mean, just too much going on too much on the calendar. I am constantly like, am I supposed to be somewhere right now? (laughs) Do the kids have something today? I don't know. I feel like I'm missing something. And to be able to just worry about that and not have to worry about also, you know, getting to work on time and fulfilling duties in an office or whatever. It is such a blessing to have that flexibility and to be able to be so involved with the kids. And I mean, yes, being a teacher, that's great because you have, you are kind of on that same schedule, but there's just that added layer of flexibility when you can work for yourself and make your own hours and determine what you want to do on any given day, which is 
it's a gift for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and not even just the flexibility, like that is huge, but the availability, Mm, right? Like how many times have you gotten a phone call that one of the kids isn't feeling well, or they forgot something or Mm -hmm. like, could somebody else go and do that? Sure. But do I really want somebody else going Mm -hmm. and doing that? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. So just to be able to like get up and go and do what I need to do. Or there's been times where, you know, my husband works about 30 minutes away. He forgot something. He's like, Hey babe, can you meet me at such and such a place? Like being able to kind of be the hero, you know, and like save the day in little, in little ways that are, are so meaningful. You know, I think, um, and we'll probably get to this, but in this industry, I think there's a misnomer of like, everyone gets here to become a millionaire. No, we get here because we want to do the little things, those little things. And gosh, you know what, if I make a million dollars, I'm not an idiot. Like I'll cash (laughs) the check, Mm -hmm. but you know, my goal is really so much simpler than that. Like, I just want to be available. I want my, my bills to get paid and I don't even want to think about it. Like mm-hmm. auto pay, let's go, let's just get that done. Um, and so in all areas of my, my family and my life, I want to be flexible and available. I know I had this thought not too long ago. I'll probably start crying thinking about it, honestly, <laughs> because it makes me very emotional, but I was at a school program for one of the kids. And I thought to myself, I'm so sorry. I'm just like sobbing today. Um, I thought to myself, I just want them to remember that I was there when they needed me to be there and just being able, I'm so sorry. I don't think I've ever cried this much on the podcast before, but just being able to know that they know that their mom is there for them mm-hmm. means the world to me. I'm sorry, everybody for, <laughs> for this emotional outburst, <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Tiffany. It truly yes. is just such a blessing to me and such a gift. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know that we all have different stories and there are so many people listening that are working full-time and making this work on the side, or, you know, they have, we all have different journeys, but my own, my own story, like, this is why I'm doing it because I want my kids yep. to know that I'm there for them. So anyways, okay. Yep. No, <laughs> I, right. I agree. And it's lasting, you know, again, yes, everyone has their own journey and not everybody wants this. Right. Not everyone wants to be home. Right. I watched my mom be available for me all the time. You know, she, now she helped run my dad's business. Like she was the backbone to our family, to his business. Like everything ran because my mom like had all the plates spinning. She was available at school. She was doing all of these different things, but she was mom. Like, and, and she was there and she loved it. Mm -hmm. Like that was her joy. And that's what I want my kids to know that like, I, I want to be part of all those things. I want to be there in in case in point, my, my uh, middle daughters in 10th grade and their school had a, like awards chapel on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if she was getting an award or not, but the idea of missing it. If she was getting one was like, that's just not even an option. Absolutely. So yeah, I'll be at school, you know, yep. I'll be there because if you, if you're getting an award, I want to be there. If you're not right. Oh, heck I get to see you. So it's exactly. a win. Exactly. <laughs> you know what, when we talk about being a mom and you know, we want all the things mm-hmm. we want to be available. We want you know, to, to help financially. We want all of those things, but it is emotionally charging because it's, it's so much more than a paycheck. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than showing up. Like it's, it's so much. And in an, in a world today 
where being a a wife and a mom is undervalued. Mm-hmm. It it is emotionally charging. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you can be a wife and a mama and build a successful business, like that's awesome. It yes. is emotionally charging. Yes. Whether you're crying or excited or cheering or whatever. Yes. So many emotions go into yep. all of this. Definitely. Yep. All right. So I know we've kind of alluded to it already, but what has this business, this life meant to you and your family, especially your girls, they're looking up to you as their mother. Like what does, what, what have you heard from them? Like, what are you, what do they say about what you do? <laughs> now I'm going to cry. Uh, <laughs> you know, being a, being a girl mom is, you know, I always knew I wanted at least one girl and then the Lord blessed me Aww. three times over. And, you know, there are times where I'll walk down into the kitchen and, and there's one time specifically where I remember my, my oldest wrote a note on the, the refrigerator door, you know, on a pad of paper that said, you know, mama, I'm so proud of you. And you're just like, like, I don't remember anything specifically that happened. Like there wasn't, it wasn't as a result of something. It was just a random Tuesday and she chose to say that. Hmm. And, you know, there's my girls are all in the teen tween age. And there's this, um, you know, thought of like teenage daughters and (laughs) I'm, I'm on a mission to dispel a lot of those myths and a lot of those things, because I have these daughters that are so incredibly sweet and yes, there's attitudes here and there, but in those moments, it's like, okay, that's, That's why I do what I do. We don't have a brand new car. We don't have a huge house. Like we don't have any of those things, but if my kids are proud of me, I won. Yeah. I'm good. Exactly. Exactly. And I have found so many times too, that when somebody has an entrepreneurial background, they, it gets passed on your dad passed it on to you and you are passing that spirit of determination and go get in this to the girls. And I, that's just so powerful. It's, it really is almost like a legacy that you're leaving Mm -hmm. for, for generations to come. And so it's just, well, man, totally, totally. You might want to like caption this one, like grab your Kleenex or something, you know, get (laughs) ready. Um, you know, when I look back, my dad was raised by an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and you know, it it is definitely this legacy and I absolutely love it. It's Mm -hmm. so much fun because you're going to have challenges regardless of what you're in. You know, there is no perfect industry where it's going to be worry and stress-free. It's just as an entrepreneur, you get to like create it all Yes, exactly. and and maneuver through it all and do all the ups and downs. Yes. And the skills of being an entrepreneur, of being able to like the resiliency and the flexibility Mm -hmm. and just the ability to, to, like you said, just kind of create your own, your own journey is it's priceless, honestly. And so even if, you know, as an, as a network marketer, a social seller, if you're listening and you're like, well, I, you know, I'm not making six figures as a network marketer or social seller. That's okay because you're still passing those skills on to the next generation because yep. they're they're watching you, you know. So uh, yep. yes, so important. Absolutely. Okay, Michelle, what are some things or as we call them, IPAs, income producing activities that you do on a 
a daily, weekly, monthly basis that have really made an impact on your business. We're kind of switching gears here, I guess. <laughs> so we're going to uh-huh. ready to talk about the, the logistics of everything, right? Yeah. Let's get down and dirty and like, let's get practical, <laughs> yes. tactical, all the things. It's so funny how IPAs, like it's, it's in our world, you know, we talk about it all the time, but in the last few weeks. I mean, I just did a podcast episode talking specifically about this and I'm on a personal mission to make things like personal within this industry that is so has a tendency to be very cookie cutter and very like, this is what we do. And everyone kind of walks along in their robotic way. Like, Oh, you posted that. Okay. I need to post that. Oh, you did this. Okay. I need to do this. And that's why I think I was so drawn to your podcast episode Mm -hmm. or title, you know, different being different. And along with my growth against the grain, like just being your unique self. And so one thing that I've realized for myself is that my IPAs, my income producing activity needs to be specific to me. Now it's generally, you know, you need to be building relationships. You need to be showing up on social media. You need to be following up with people in an authentic way, all of those things done in an authentic way. And And yet you have to personalize that to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like is what's missing in a lot of these, like, do this, do this, do this is the strategy behind it, which when it comes to income producing activities, it is what specifically is your goal for your income. Like, what is it that you're running toward? And what are those activities that's going to produce that income? Your showing up on social media might look different than mine. Your following up with people might look different than mine. And that's okay. Own it. Figure out how that is working for you and how it's going to move the needle forward and do those things. Mm-hmm. Another, another one too, of course, is, which doesn't seem like it produces income, but it totally does. It's personal and professional development. Mm. You know, I tell my team all the time, like, it's great. We have trainings here and we have all this kind of stuff, but where are you being developed? Where are you being pushed and, and encouraged to step outside of your comfort zone? So one thing that I am always asking somebody who might be struggling, they come to me and they're like, Michelle, I, you know, I'm not where I want to be. It's okay. Well, what are you doing to grow yourself? Are you, you know, are you doing a course? Are you reading a book? Are you listening to a podcast? Are you listening to a book on, you know, Audible or any of those, you know, what are you doing to really push and grow yourself? Mm -hmm. That's right. That makes a huge difference. So what would you say, Michelle, are some of these activities that you have found maybe even just recently that have really moved the needle on your business? Would you say showing up consistently on social media? Would you say reels? Would you say, um, you know, follow-ups? What have you found personally to, to have worked recently? Yes. Yes. To all of those. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, I mean, we can't get away from the fact that if you are in the social selling space, so social, right? You're selling mm-hmm. things socially. You need to be active on social media. Mm-hmm. Now, what I know a lot of people hear immediately is that they need to be dancing and pointing and doing all kinds of crazy things. And you don't, mm-hmm. if that works for you, if that's your personality, then do it. But you also need to understand who are you talking to? Who is your ideal client and what speaks 
to them. And it's not being, you know, something for everybody. It's you have to figure out who this person is. So you can do all the IPAs in the world and you can do all the things. But if you're not figuring out first and foremost, who it is that you're talking to, like who is devouring your content, Mm. then all of that effort is going to go to waste. I mean, I shouldn't say go to waste because you're going to grow and you're going to learn from it, but you might as well use that time wisely. Right. So when it comes to reels or when it comes to Instagram, which I love, I absolutely love it. I know I'm like, you know, one of those crazy people that, um, thinks it's amazing. I think it's so fun, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to show up as yourself. Mm -hmm. So just because maybe, you know, maybe you're listening here and you've watched Tiffany do a reel and you're like, Oh my goodness, that's that's awesome. And you study the whole thing and you do it exactly how Tiffany did. I guarantee you it's not going to work because you're not Tiffany right? and vice versa. She could watch something that you do. And, you know, she or I could study that and be like, okay, Susie, this was great and do it, but it's not authentic to either one of us. So it's not going to work. You need to take those things as inspiration and figure out how can you make that work for your ideal client. So mm-hmm taking those IPAs and figuring out who you're talking to. I think one of the the biggest, biggest, biggest things that is missing in the network marketing space in general is building relationships. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for one thing that you can do right now, it's go build relationships that have nothing to do with your, with your business like with Mm -hmm. your products, with your service, with any of that. I always like to say, imagine that, you know, you're in the middle of the freezer section at the market and you run into somebody and it could be a complete stranger and they could be wearing cute jeans. Like, what are you going to say? Are you going to walk up to them and be like, Hey, you want to buy my product? No, you're not. I hope. And if you do, then we got other issues, right? No, you'd probably just be like, Hey, oh my gosh, your jeans are adorable. Where did you get those? Mm -hmm. Right. That's starting to build a relationship. If you're in the freezer section and you ran across somebody who had, you haven't seen in a long time, same thing. You're not going to be like, Hey, Susie, long time. No, see, you want to buy my product? No, you're gonna be like, Hey, Susie, how are you? It's been so long. How are the kids? What's going on? Right? So that's how we have to use social media. How are somebody's page and get to know them a little bit. You know, I always say if you, if you compliment my kids, like, hello, you got my heart. Like, what else do you want to know? Right, right, right. I actually did this with you. I told you right before we hopped on today, I was like, I've been looking at your, at your link in your bio and learning more about you. And because yeah. that's what, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting to know somebody. And yep. I, I love it all. I love, and relationships are the key to, I mean, really to life. Like you said, you're yep. not going to, this isn't how people act in real life in normal social situations. So don't, <laughs> don't, Gosh, I hope that not. Into your business. I hope not either. Oh my goodness. I, I guess after the last couple of years, maybe there are some people who are still unsure what to do. What's what is socially acceptable anymore? Who even I, knows? But I, I think we all have a base knowledge, at least I hope. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And I think something that you recently said in a reel was it really comes down to you'll have to refresh my memory. So I say it right, but it comes down to the timing, but your consistency as in you as in the social seller mm-hmm. and the timing from somebody else, your ideal yeah. client. And I think that was, that was so big because we can 
I, I am a big proponent of, you know, keep going because you'd never know when somebody is ready and you put it so beautifully into a very succinct reel. And I appreciate that because it was the words that I think, you know, the thoughts that I have, but you were able to successfully put it out in the world. And so I was happy that, that you think that way too, but it is true. Like if you, you have to just continue the relationship because when they are ready, they know that you are the person to come to when they need X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah. It's your consistency plus their timing. And what it hit me, honestly, when we were all shut down and I had seen these um, ads by this hair care company and forever, like they would always pop up on my Facebook or my Instagram. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I mean, we've got four heads of a lot of hair in this family. (laughs) And so usually I'm like, whatever, been there, tried that. It's not working. Well, they were persistent and it wasn't like she wasn't reaching out to me. It just was popping up on social media constantly. And finally we were shut down and I was like, oh gosh, you know, I got nothing else to do. Let me buy $400 worth of hair care products <laughs> right. to which right. I did and fell in love with it. And it kind of hit me, you know, how many times have you seen that? It's like a, a like a graph of like um, how many touches it really takes before somebody actually makes a sale. Mm-hmm. And it takes 10, I think it's something like eight to 12 touches before somebody decides to make a purchase or make a decision. Mm -hmm. So what if you had stopped after the first time you posted or talked about your product? Well, 99% of the people who saw that aren't even going to buy. Here's the other thing too. Only about 7% of your followers are seeing what you post. Mm -hmm. So if you only post today about your product or your service or whatever you have, 7% of your followers are going to see that. And And it's not all it's like, none of them are probably going to take action on that. Mm -hmm. So if you just stopped there and then you got frustrated, you're like, well, I posted and nobody did anything. Well, yeah, because you have to keep going. That's where your consistency comes in. And if you keep showing up, you keep doing the work at some point, if it's a right fit for them, they're going to message you. I got a message the other day from somebody who I didn't even know was watching my stuff. And she's like, Hey, Michelle, I want that stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, awesome. Yes, Great. exactly. And it, it goes, I mean, it happens with our kids all the time, mm-hmm. you know, with learning to read, you know, I have a, a kinder, almost kindergarten graduate. I don't, maybe I shouldn't even say that. I want to cry again, but some, I have a, some, I have a <laughs> my daughter is graduating from kindergarten next week and she's been learning to read this year. And, you know, she sits down to read and she doesn't get easily frustrated. Uh, but there are things like that, learning to read, learning to tie your shoes, learning to ride a bike, so many things you're learning to do. And if they try it once, you know, we're not going to say, Oh you, man, you are just, maybe, um, maybe you're not going to read. I don't know. You know, <laughs> after one, after right. one session of sitting there and helping them no, you say, keep practicing, keep working at it because it's going to happen for you. And so yeah. I think it, like, we would never give up on our kids as easily as we give up on ourselves, you know? Totally. It's like the, the analogy or, you know, when someone says, you know, a kid that's learning how to walk, mm-hmm. you know, a baby, they, they just, they get up and they try and they fall down and then they get up and then they try and then they fall, you know, they don't fall down one time and they're like, Oh, so this walking thing, is just not going to be for me. Right. I'm just right. not going to do it. Yes. Yes, exactly. But we do, we do that. We do. <laughs> it's so crazy. I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> So you have a huge passion, Michelle, to help other women in social selling and social retail. Can you tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. what you do to help others? 
Yes, I do. I, I am so incredibly passionate about helping women understand that they can do this. They can do their business in a way that's authentic to them and probably doesn't look like what their upline is doing or what their sidelines or what the you know top of the business is doing. It, it might take some inspiration from them, but you can show up as yourself and you get to do this in a way that's unique to you. And I really just love when women come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, Michelle, thank you so much for just encouraging me to show up, to step out of my comfort zone and to try something different. Because honestly, what I want for them is freedom. I want them to have that freedom from the fear, the freedom from, you know, if maybe it's financial, Maybe it's, you know, freedom can be described in so many different ways, but the most often I show it up or see it show up is just a, a freedom of fear of, you know, wondering, you know, am I going to fail and just letting that go and just being like, no, I can do this. I can absolutely do this. That is amazing. I love to hear how people like you are helping so many people in this industry, because it's amazing. We both, we both agree. This industry is so amazing. And if we can just fill it with people who love what they do, it's going to be a better place for sure. But I know that the last couple of years, especially, but I would say for sure the last year has been a rough go. I don't know. Maybe you don't feel that way, but I feel like the last year has been really rough in social selling in this, in this industry, because we saw crazy explosive growth in 2020. And then we kind of lived on in that cloud nine <laughs> for a while. And then the real world kind of kicked back in. And it, I, I don't know if you feel this way, like I said, but I feel like the last year has been just a, a different challenge. So you really desire to, uh, provide hope for women in social selling. So what would you say to somebody who's listening today, especially women who might be struggling in their businesses right now? Yeah, well, there's always going to be ups and downs. I would encourage you to go look at a business graph of like Apple's stock and mm. the, how there's the ups and the downs. There is never a straight line up trajectory ever. Um, but I would say, honestly, there has never been a better time to be in a virtual business than now. Our local mall, I don't know what your malls look like, but our local mall is like, empty. Mm -hmm. And we've got anchor stores like the gap and banana Republic and these big franchises that are gone. And what that says to me is as much as I wish they were there, it says that the economy is not supporting that they can't afford a physical place. They Mm -hmm. can't afford a brick and mortar. It doesn't make financial sense for these big corporations to do that, which means that most people are purchasing online. And it is up to us to really share the value of what we have. Some of the best products out there are found within a network marketing, social selling business. Mm -hmm. It's up to us to really change the perception of this industry. You and I both know that, you know, people are going to think all kinds of things. And I am so passionate about the fact that there is that girl in every single business out there. Don't let somebody else's perception 
stop you from showing up and doing your job and doing it well. You have great products. And if you don't, there's another company that really does. So maybe check it out. I was with a company for six years, loved the products, but I recognized too, that not all companies are the same Mm -hmm. and it's okay to switch. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know which company you're with, but there is this overall feeling I have found within the network marketing industry that you enroll and now you have pledged your life to them. Right. And I've only made two lifelong commitments and one is to Jesus. And the second is to my (laughs) husband. Yes. None of that was to any company out there. And, and I think speaking from my own experience, I forgot that there are people that move companies all the time in corporate America, every single, my daughter, you know, started out in retail and now she's working as a receptionist somewhere else because it wasn't a good fit for her. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nobody bats an eye. So you also have to do some soul searching for yourself. If this isn't checking the boxes for you, if it's not doing what you need it to do, then first you have to check inward. And that's what I did. I spent the last two years really looking at myself and recognizing that, okay, I can go switch companies and I can change things up. But if I don't take care of the holes, like they're just going to follow me like new company, it's just going to be shiny for a minute and then new holes. So I had to figure out like, what were Michelle's holes? Like, where was I, where was I failing myself? And then when I did that and realized like, okay, I got some holes to fill, but there's also just some structural things that are never going to change here and I can't change them, you know? So maybe it was time for me to look elsewhere. And I did. So I, I'm super passionate about encouraging women to love where you're at. And if you're there, go all in until you realize that maybe it's out of your control. Maybe some of these things that your business isn't going well is not because of you at all, but you have to start with yourself first Mm -hmm. and then see, you know, evaluate from there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you see this with, and this isn't to be negative or put people down negatively, but this is when people will start hopping from company to company because maybe they don't realize, okay, they're there's gotta be something that I'm missing. And sometimes we don't take that time to reflect and, and see what that might be, because it might, like you said, it might not be a company or the products. It could be something mm-hmm. that we, you know, might be missing or that we're not doing or, you know, something like that. That So that's a really good yeah. reminder to check inward first and see, okay, what's going on. Let's take a temperature. Yeah. Here. <laughs> well, and also it's statistically proven that most people are not successful in their first and second yep. business. Right. It's usually in that third or fourth. In fact, I just had a training from a guy that has been in 13 different companies. Oh And it was finally where, you know, where he was like, wait a second, it's not me. It's been the systems that I've been a part of. Like I've tried, I've done all the things, but it just wasn't a fit until he found the one that did. And how many times I always like to make it into a real world example. How many times like think of somebody who has maybe had some struggle getting their footing and they tried job A and then job B and then job C. And, and it was not necessarily a lack of them trying to find that perfect fit. It just wasn't the fit. Mm -hmm. So they tried it out and tried it out and it's okay. You know, like wait, take do your research. And sometimes your research has to be like hands-on in the process of it all. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then it's great to see those stories kind of evolve because a lot of times somebody will land a job or, or start with a different company or whatever it might be. And you look at that and you're like, wow, that is exactly right for them, you know? And so I love to see those kind of like happy endings, but sometimes you're right. It does take trying over and over again to, to find the perfect fit, to find the right fit, you know, whether you're looking inwardly or looking for a product you're passionate about or a company you're passionate about or somewhere that you align with the values of the company. And it's, it is, it's a, it's a journey. It doesn't end. It doesn't, you can't find one place and be like, all right, I've hit the Holy grail. This is it forever. (laughs) Never say that. Cause then it's for sure. Not going to ever, it's not going to be forever. If you say that, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think if where you are, like be all in, Mm -hmm. give it all, give it your all and, um, you know, see what happens. That's right. That's right. And this industry is perfect for that because you can try things and without much risk, try something new Mm -hmm. if needed, you know? Yep, exactly. All right, Michelle, if someone is interested in working with you after hearing all this positivity and you seem like a great cheerleader for other women. And so if somebody is interested in working with you or hearing more from you, whether it be from your podcast or the things that you offer, can you tell us a little bit about what you offer at this time? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's funny you say cheerleader the other day, I did a a reel where I was like, Hey, what's one positive thing about yourself. And so I started it off and I was like, I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Like I am, I am in your corner. Like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just want to see you win. Um, well, you can find me here on Instagram at it's me, Michelle Castro. I just did a big, big move and I decided to start all over. So look for me at it's me, Michelle Castro. You can also find me on my website at growthagainstthegrain.com. And then uh, my podcast is also called Growth Against the Grain. I offer coaching, one-on-one coaching, if that's something that you're looking for. And I have a course about niching in, understanding who your ideal client is and not just who that is, but really the strategy behind it and why that's important and what that means. And then how do you use that to practically uh, reach that person, like, and create content that goes to that and moving those people through your trust zones of like not knowing them at all to somebody who you have built a relationship with. And maybe it's ready to take that relationship to the next level. That's amazing. I hope everybody runs over at least Instagram and follows you because I love your reels. They're so great. And they are, they're so applicable to anybody in the social selling industry. And of course, you know, having the the information that you offer through your course, that's incredible too, because it's a very needed topic. And like you said, it's something that people are missing. They're missing the strategy behind just posting or just looking for the next income producing activity that they can do. There really does have to be a strategy behind it in order to be massively successful. So that's so amazing that you have put that together. And I thank you so much for letting me be real and raw with you today. (laughs) Absolutely. It's my favorite way to be. Yes. It was a great emotional outlet, (laughs) right? I'm here for you. Yes. That's so great. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for being on the, on the show this week and for sharing all of your positivity and wonderful, all of your wonderful thoughts with us today. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for having me. I appreciate it.
Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast, and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.